hit record. And this is very exciting. This is um, a fascinating part of Torah law, which is, in fact, the first mitzvah that we received from God um, which in Egypt, which was to sanctify the new month, how the Jewish calendar operates. So, uniquely among all the peoples of the world, the Torah tells us how to do the calendar in a way that is unique. Namely, there's some, some cultures that have a solar calendar. Um, some cultures that have a lunar calendar. The Torah tells us it has to be a hybrid. So we have a hybrid calendar. It mostly goes according to the month, or as Rambam will put it, the months go according to the moon, but the years have to coordinate with the sun, the sun's year. And we will see exactly what that means in the following chapters. Let us begin with the words of Rambam. This is laws of Kiddush HaChodesh, sanctifying the month. And it is one, as Rambam always does at the beginning of all the sets of Halachot, he always tells you how many mitzvahs of the Torah, how many of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah will be covered in this section. Because as the Rambam starts from his introduction, he starts off and gives you all the 613 commandments, and he says, now I'm going to give you the commentary, the oral law that explains these 613 commandments. So he always brings it back to the biblical before he gets back into the uh, tradition explaining the biblical. So here's what he says. There's one mitzvah asay, one positive commandment that's going to be covered in this section, which is to calculate and to know whether the moon is going to be seen at a, at a particular night, 29th or 30th day of the month. And then when witnesses come on a night that the court reckons that it's possible that the new moon could have been seen, to establish that day based on the witnesses as the beginning of the new month. And to do that with every month of the years. So that's interesting because we know from learning Mishnah when we were kids, tracted Rosh Hashanah, that you know, Rabbi Gamliel had all these charts in his office with uh, in his court with the moon, and he would ask he would be able to interrogate the witnesses because he was able to calculate where the moon would have been and where the horns of the of the of the moon would be facing. So that he could see if the witnesses were telling the truth when they said, we saw the moon on this and this night and this and this place. Wait, but the idea of the witnesses is because you don't trust the calculations or you double check? Correct, correct. Um, it's a good question. Is it because we don't trust the calculations or is it because the Torah says it has to be established by witnesses as, well, that's, that's um, you know, I, I don't know the logic, so I, I, I don't know. So, uh, the Rambam is telling us that the calculations are not just a means to try to figure out if the witnesses are telling the truth. It's actually part of the mitzvah. Part of the biblical commandment is for us to make these calculations. And that helps us understand why the Rambam is going to go through many chapters, which we are not going to do because I don't understand them. Uh, they're very complex mathematical and astronomical um, you know, explanations, 
But the reason that the Rambam includes all of that in his book of Torah, which just seems like he's talking about astronomy and, you know, it seems almost to be like a means to an end. But the fact that we need to know this in order to establish when the new month begins makes that a part of the Torah. But to recap, there's one mitzvah here that we're going to cover, which is to calculate and to know and to establish by witnesses which is the first day of each month. And now we're going to explain these mitzvahs in these chapters. First halacha, chod the months of the year are the months of the levana of the moon. And the, the Rambam will cite two verses to prove this point that we follow the months of the moon and not of the sun. Why? Because it says, olas chodesh bechadsho, and it also says, Now the Rambam cites a Midrash, which we also know from Rashi on Parsha's bow, which says like this, Our sages said that God showed Moses through a prophetic vision. This is the Rambam's view of what happened, not that he actually showed him in the physical world. The image of a moon, a new moon. And he said to Moshe, God said to Moshe, like this, like what I'm showing you now, when the court hears that the witnesses have seen this image of the moon, this new moon, that's what you need to see in order to sanctify the new month and say, we've got a new month. And that's derived from this verse, because zeh always means that you're pointing to something. Whenever you say this, it has to be something that you can point to. Something that is present. So that's how we know <coughs> that we're talking about the months of the moon. Right? And really, there are no uh, months of the year, of the, of the sun, I'm sorry. The months of the sun is, is kind of an arbitrary thing, but the, the moon is something that really renews. And that's the first verse. It's when it renews itself. It's really only the moon that renews every month. You have a new moon. There is no new month, really. Uh, in terms of the sun cycle. By the way, yeah. I just realized <clears throat> I didn't know that I didn't notice before. But the word Chodesh and Chadash, uh, same, same, yeah. So means uh, this new, this new thing. <laughs> right. So Chadash means new. Exactly. Exactly right. Bidiuk. Vahashanim, what about the years? How do we calculate years? The calculation of the years are solar years. And this we know from the verse, Shamor et Chodesh Aviv, you shall keep the month of spring. What is it talking about? There is talking about the law, the, the holiday of Pesach. And it says, make sure that you keep the month of spring, that, the, that Pesach is going to be in the month of spring. And as we'll see, in order to, uh, Rambam will explain why, why, how this shows that the, the years have to be solar years. Says the Rambam Halacha too. Any questions? Keep going. How much longer is the solar year than the lunar year? Close to 11 days. The fichach, therefore, to correct this discrepancy, right? Because if we, when we're going to start over the new year of the month of twelve months of the of the moon, we still haven't finished the solar year. 
So we're going to start getting ahead of the sun 11 days each year. So therefore, when you going to have 30 days that will add up from these, these discrepancies, a little bit less, a little bit more, you add an additional month, and that, usually the third year, you're going to make it a 13-month year. That is called the pregnant year, because it has an additional month, the 13-month. Now the Rambam addresses, wait a second, why do we add them? Rabbi, yeah. can I ask a clarification? Of course. A solar year and a lunar year. So a solar year is the amount of time it takes the Earth one trip around the sun and a lunar year is the amount of time it takes the earth to go around the moon well it's, it's 12 it's 12 it's 12 cycles of the moon that's considered a a uh, a lunar so year new, so, so 12 new moons is a yeah. lunar year exactly how about uh, what does it say the Torah is supposed to be 12 in this yeah that seems kind of arbitrary yeah. it's kind of arbitrary number 12 I'm not sure. It's a good and question. A solar year, I was right. That's how much time yeah. it takes yeah. Earth to Yeah, it could, it could be that after 12, uh, 12 cycles of the moon, it comes back to uh, the same place. By the way, the moon turns around Earth. So yeah. the moon is completing uh, not a circle around the Earth, but a circle around the sun together with Earth. Yes. Right. Okay, so okay, okay. So, Let me get. By the way, everything is rotating around every everything else. The sun is actually not just the sun moves, right? Everything. Don't don't think the sun just is stationary and everything revolves around it. The sun is moving. Okay. So now the Rambam is going to address why do we have to add a new month. To, to, our, to make a leap year, why don't we just have 12 months and 11 days? Why add a complete new month and have to do that every three years? So Rambam says, You can't have a year of 12 months and so and so days. That the year has months. You should count months for a year but you shall not count days. The Torah says, very specific, we only have months. We don't have, you know, half months or months and days. The moon is hidden every month. And is cannot be seen for about two days. Give or take a little bit. Before it will once again meet up with the moon at the end of the month. So there's one day before it meets up with the month that it's invisible. Meaning that it, it's it's uh, interposing between the sun and the earth. Which is why you can't see it. And then a day after it meets up with the, with the, with the sun. And then it will be seen in the west, in the evening. 
And that night, when it's seen on the west, after it has been hidden, that is the beginning of the month. And you count from that day 29 days. If the moon will be seen on the night going into the 30th day, right, so day 29, so then we're going to establish the 30th day as Rosh Chodesh. Meaning that the previous month will only have had 29 days, and the 30th day will already be day one of the next month. But if on the 29th day in the evening, which is the day going into the 30th, we don't see the moon, then Rosh Chodesh is going to be on day 31, and, the, and day 30 will be the 30th day of the previous month. So that's what he said earlier. You could sometimes have a 29-day month or you could have a 30-day month. Always, always the same month. So it's either, no? The Rambam will tell us like which, um, you know, how that works. How do we decide which month will be a 30? So here he's saying it really depends on what you see. And... Um, my understanding is is not necessarily going to be, um, you know, set. But once the once the the the, uh, the rabbis made a calendar, then they set which month is going to be thirty and which one is going to be twenty nine. Ramon will talk about that. Okay. Now, what happens if day thirty we're looking up for the moon at that night, which is now we're going into the thirty first, and we don't see the moon? Do we continue going with the old month? No. Once he once it's day thirty-one, that is for sure Rosh Chodesh. We don't have a month that's going to be thirty-one days. Thirty is the max. Where you saw the moon, you didn't see the moon. If it was cloudy and nobody saw the moon, you don't have to see the moon for the new Rosh Chodesh to begin. Once you hit day thirty-one, you do not have a lunar month that can be longer than thirty days. Right, yeah, that's fine. So God is God is saying, if nobody saw it, even if all the calculations said that they should have seen it, it goes to the next day. So the real thing is either twenty, but it cannot be on twenty-eight day either. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be the twenty-nine or twenty. Exactly. Exactly. You um, well, it will right, right. Yes, yes. It could be a Rambam will talk about that. That you have to, you have to uh, be prepared. That either day thirty or day thirty-one will be Rosh Chodesh. If you have a month that is twenty-nine days and the moon is seen on the night of the thirtieth, going into the thirtieth, that is called Chodesh Chaser. A month that is missing, it's lacking. It's only got 29 days. When the moon is not seen on that night. And instead we have a 30-day month. That is called a month that is mi'ubar, that is full. A full month. 
So he's giving you definitions here because they're going to be needed later. When the moon is seen on the night going into the 30th, that is called a moon that was seen in its time, like in the right time, the appropriate time. If it's seen a night going into the 31st and was not seen on the night going into the 30th, that is called a moon that was seen on the night of its fullness. Definitions. So here the Rambam is differentiating with how we count time of the month versus how we count time of Shabbat. So to count the time for Shabbat, you don't need a court. Everybody can figure it out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Day seven is Shabbat. But when it comes to when we establish the new month, you can't be running your own show with your uh, telescope and saying, ah, I saw the moon, Rosh Chodesh. No. This is a communal affair. Nobody can establish Rosh Chodesh on their own. It has to be established by a central Beit Din. It's, it's something that the Torah gives to the court. They have to sanctify the day and establish it as Rosh Chodesh. Who she Rosh Chodesh? Then it is Rosh Chodesh. Everybody saw the moon, but for some reason the Bet Din was closed. They were on strike. They were on vacation, and they didn't make. They didn't say, "Oh, it's Rosh Chodesh." It doesn't make. It's not Rosh Chodesh. Shenemar Hachodesh Hazel Lachem. This month is to you. It is given over to you. This testimony concerning the month will be entrusted to you. So, the, huh? Um, that's a good question. As I recall, if I recall, it doesn't make a difference if it's Shabbat. In fact, we're going to see that the witnesses are allowed to travel on Shabbat and break Shabbat to come and testify, we saw the moon. So yes, uh, the, this law overrides the Shabbat. Vav. The bet din, the court, has to make calculations just as the astronomers do. She yodin mikomot kochavim. They have to know the places where the stars are and their orbits. And mechokrim v'daktikim. And they research until they, they know whether the moon will be seen in its time, which we already established in its time means on the night going into the 30th. Or whether it cannot be seen based on the astronomical calculations. If they knew that it's possible that the moon can be seen, it's a possibility, then they sit and they wait for the witnesses all day on day 30. And if the witnesses come, what they do is they will interrogate the witnesses. As Rambam will explain later, how they interrogate the witnesses. And if they are satisfied that these witnesses are in fact telling the truth, what do they do? Mikachinoto. On day 30, they say, This is Rosh Chodesh. Today is Rosh Chodesh. We sanctify the new month. 
But if the moon was not seen and the witnesses don't come, then the 30th day comes and goes. And it will be a, a, a full month. It will be a 30-day month. <coughs> and Rosh Chodesh will be on day 31. But if they know, this is all if they knew that it's possible that the moon will be seen day on the night of the tw- night going into the 30th. But if they knew it cannot be seen, and they know it's going to be a 30-day month, they don't bother sitting around waiting for the witnesses. And they don't wait for witnesses. And if witnesses come, they know for sure these witnesses are false witnesses. Or, or they're misguided witnesses. They imagine that they saw a moon uh, somewhere in the clouds. It's not actually the moon. That's a great question, and we get into that because uh, basically it has to be done by this central court, and then they have to get the word out to the Jewish people that which day has been established as Rosh Chodesh. If they, if you live in a place where you don't know Rosh Chodesh, what day Rosh Chodesh was established in Jerusalem, then you have to err on the side of caution and say, well, maybe this day was, or maybe that day was, and you end up having to um, keep two days of the holidays, as we do t- to this day, in commemoration of the Jews who used to do that back in the day when it was established in Jerusalem, but they didn't know when. But eventually they would find out, but by the time the holiday came, they still didn't know. For example, Sukkot is coming up. That right. only gives the 14 or 15 days to, 14 days to get the word out, because it's on the four, 15th of the month. So that's why you ended up with two days of holiday because they didn't know when Rosh Chodesh was. But if you're off in Australia, then you really got a problem. Right. So, I mean, it's just, so this is not updated you know, with the information available instantly. So we don't update the, uh, the laws of the laws, you know, because it's like this two-day period. Or is this, why do we kind of... Yeah, we're jumping ahead, but um, that's because we keep the tradition of our ancestors. So any place that would have had two days of of Yom Tov of holiday when the temp- when the when this uh, calendar was done in this way, they continue to do that even though we currently have a calendar and we know exactly when the fifteenth day is. All right, uh, I'm so, so sorry. I'm just asking these elementary. No, 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 no worries. It's a good question. Right, right. But we'll get, we will get to it. But I, I'm I'm happy to answer it in, briefly. Right. <laughs> How the hell are you going to pay interest? It's like, hey, well, they didn't see it, or I didn't see it, or it didn't appear fast enough. Well, I would say like this. I didn't see this law being raised, but you know, we have a premise, we have a principle in in um, in these type in, in monetary law. The burden of proof is on the person who's trying to expropriate the money. So if you're trying to expropriate for me, I could say, well, prove that Rosh Chodesh was yesterday. Maybe it's tomorrow. So forth. But it's a good point. All right. Zion. Wait, and we have two days of Rosh Chodesh as well as two days of Yes. In the 
exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see why we have two days. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't have to do with the diaspora. The two days we'll see from the Rambam, we'll see why we have two days Rosh Chodesh. That's coming. Seventh law, mitzvah saseh. It is a positive commandment from the Torah for the Bedin to calculate and to know whether the moon will be seen or whether it will not be seen, as I spoke elaborately at the introduction here. Vishayidrishu, and concluded in this mitzvah, is that they should examine the witnesses to the point that they are now able to sanctify the month. Say the new that this is the new month. Yeah. My question right. is when you see somebody can see the moon, somebody can see a little tiny light of sun. What, what is the definition of seeing? You know, that's basically to me is because sometimes you can see, I try to look myself, you know, see at some point, what when you can say you see it? Yeah, it's a good question. We're going to see the Rambam is going to go through all of this how they how they uh, examine what exactly you have to see. Um, we have some in our congregation, Seth, who is a an astronomer. He has one of the the uh, telescopes, and he's done some done some evenings with us, so we can look up at the stars. So I told him on the new deck of the new Chabad, where he's going to tell us he's going to help us sanctify the new moon with our with our court. <laughs> okay, so part of this mitzvah is. And this addresses what Brad was asking, that they have to go and send out messengers and let the rest of the people know which day Rosh Chodesh was established so that they will know when the holidays are going to be. As it says, Yes. We'll see the complications that arose because it's on the first day of the month. Yeah. And uh, this was the first mitzvah given to the Jewish people. Right? Have known that. Yes, to sanctify the new moon. Yeah, this was in still in Egypt. Number eight. Let's finish the chapter. Ein mechashvin v'kovin chadashim arbinshim ela be'eretz Yisrael. So this also addresses Brad's question: Where can you do this? Only in Israel. You heard the, ever heard the expression? Only in Israel. That refers to where you're allowed to calculate and establish when the new month is going to be. And also to add this leap year, this uh, 13th month, that can only be done in Israel. As it says, From Zion, Torah will emerge. And the word of God will come from Jerusalem. If the person will be very wise. And he received smicha, ordination, in the land of Israel, but a real ordination. Not the one that I got, but a real one that goes all the way back to Moses in an unbroken chain, which unfortunately we don't we no longer have. And this ordained rabbi leaves the land of Israel comes to the diaspora and there is nobody greater there's nobody as great as him that is still in Israel so he's the greatest rabbi around basically so that 
rabbi, since he came from Israel and he and he got his smicha, his ordination in Israel, he is allowed to establish the new months and uh, make the leap years outside the land of Israel. And it still conforms to the verse from Zion, the Torah will emerge and the word of God from Jerusalem, because even though he's not living in Israel, since he received the smicha there, it's still his wisdom in establishing the months is ultimately going can be connected back to the land of Israel. But if he finds out that now in Israel there's a new kid on the block, a very great rabbi who's just as great as him, now he can no longer establish a new month outside of Israel since there's someone as great as him who is in Israel, that person now takes over. And certainly if the person in Israel is greater than him, he is forbidden from establishing months outside the land of Israel. If he goes ahead and says, I'm going to establish the month anyway, and I'm going to do a leap year anyway outside the land of Israel, because I know how to do it. I read the Rambam. He has done nothing, because it has to be established in the land of Israel, except under the circumstances that the Rambam described. Wow exciting we're going to stop there open it up to questions and comments another question so yeah we're talking about weeks and uh, months and time year, but how about weeks how about the shabbat you know this is supposed to be tradition going from all the way from moses you know how to calculate every seven days you know who did that because this is important too people can forget we will be traveling in desert whenever else you know maybe miss the day and then Anything is possible. Um, however, I think that I don't know that that we at any point we had we had any doubt about what day is Shabbat from you know in in our history. There's no record of the of the Jewish people collectively not knowing when Shabbos was. We do have the law in uh, the Mishnah and Tractate Shabbat, that if you're in the desert and you don't know when Shabbat is, um, then what do you do? That That's a good question. But we don't have, as far as I know, any instance where the, the Jewish community as, as a whole didn't know when Shabbat was. It just it didn't, seems that it may not have happened. But... Yeah, we're all in sync. We're all in sync. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question for our historians. Like, you know, when did we start counting these seven days? Um, did the Jews invent the seven days? Did they not have it before the... Right, but this seven-day cycle... You know, that this is day seven. When did that start? I don't know. We got to ask uh, our historians, our scholars. Um, but you reminded me of a story with which we can conclude tonight. And this is a story of the Ruzhin Rebbe, the Rebbe of Ruzhin. Where is Ruzhin? It's Ukraine. It's Ukraine. 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 He had to escape to Hungary at some point. He was a very unique rabbi. In the times of the Tzemach Tzedek. So, uh, early, mid-1800s. 
So the Ruzhiner, when he was a child, his Rebbe, his teacher, taught him this law that I mentioned, that if you don't know if it's Shabbos, what do you do? You know, you got to count six days and seventh day. So he said he didn't understand the question. Because how can you know that it's not, how can you not know that it's Shabbos? You look up into the sky and you can see it's Shabbos. You can feel the world is different on Shabbat. So maybe that answers your question, Hillel. There were always the righteous people who could say, What's Shabbat? when is Shabbat? They can feel it. You can feel it in the air. All right, gentlemen, it's been an honor and a pleasure. We will see you again Thursday night for more Rambam. Laila Tov.